So I'm going to start a new series this morning, and it's called The Blessed Life. The Blessed Life. You know, when you think in terms of the word blessed, you know, uh, the world kind of has a, a funny way of uh, expressing blessing or blessed. For example, someone sneezes and you say what? Of course, we do that as Christians too. Uh, but then on Instagram, for example, maybe uh, you're eating your favorite pizza at round table pizza with a picture of you with like this. Ah, and then hashtag blessed. And of course, we, uh, we say the word blessed over our meals. And those are good things. Those are great things. But the word biblically blessed carries with it a far much deeper meaning. Amen? And it has to do with the favor of God on our life. It has to do with the grace of God on our life. The blessed life, the blessed life is God's favor in and on your life. The blessed life is God's provision flowing through your life. And the blessed life is God's will and God's plan being done in your life. Let's pray. Father, thank you today for this wonderful time that we have had already. Thank you for your word. May it lodge deep within our spirits. Give us insight and greater revelation concerning the blessed life and we want to give you the praise and honor and glory, for it's in Jesus' name that we pray, and everyone said amen. amen. Now, way back in the book of beginnings, in the book of Genesis chapter 1, is where we see the word blessed introduced to mankind. What we want to do is we want to look, first of all, at Genesis 1, and notice with me in verse 27 and in verse 28. Genesis 1 27 and 28. And God created man in his own image. That's the blessing right there. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Now notice with me in verse 28. And God blessed them. From the very beginning, his intention was absolutely clear. He wanted nothing less than blessing his man, Adam and Eve. The blessing of God is clearly from the beginning of time his intention for all of mankind. Whether man yields to it, whether man comes into the blessing or not, it's the plan of God for everyone to live the blessed life. And so God said, he, God blessed them. In other words, he was pronouncing, if you will, he was conferring blessing upon them. And he said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. When you got born again, when you made Jesus your Lord and Savior, God pronounces blessing on you. He confers the blessing upon your life. Ephesians 1, 3, and we don't have it there, but let me quote it to you. It says, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us. When has He blessed us? Well, He blessed us from before the foundation of the world. 
And when we made Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of our lives, the blessing of God comes into manifestation or into operation. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now, way back in 1828, Noah Webster had a dictionary. And and Noah Webster was a man of faith. And if you get that dictionary, you will see some of the definitions for favor and blessing and faith to be extremely biblical. Here's what he said about the word bless. He says that when a person has been blessed, then happiness, favor, prosperity, success, and plenty have been pronounced upon him. In other words, it has been conferred upon him, granting him or her benefits and privileges intended to be permanent. His blessing upon your life will last throughout your life and it will last right on through eternity. Say this with me. I'm living the blessed life. Hallelujah. Now look with me now over to Psalms and notice with me in verse 8, Psalms 3. And we notice this verse in, in, in this Psalm in verse 8. It says, salvation belongs unto the Lord and he gave it to us. Thy blessing is upon thy people. Think about it. When you wake up in the morning, the blessing is upon you. When you go to lunch today after church or brunch, the blessing is upon you. When you lay down for your Sunday afternoon nap, the blessing is upon you. When you go to sleep, or when you watch the 49ers or the Raiders today play football, the blessing of God is upon you. You wear the blessing like you wear clothes. Now, I like um, Young's literal translation because it is a literal translation of the Bible. Young says this, on thy people is thy blessing. On your people is the blessing of God. (laughs) Well, somebody says it is. Yes, it is. Now, it may not look like it. It may not feel like it. Why do you say that, Pastor Mark? Because of some present conditions that we may be experiencing. Some present circumstances that we may be going through. Because of a difficult season, perhaps, that we are in right now. Thank God seasons change. The things that we are going through with the emphasis, we are going through them. We're not going to stay then, stay in them. These tests will be turned into glorious testimonies. Can you say amen? amen? Now, I just got this in my spirit as I was preparing this message. Just because you're going through a difficult time doesn't mean you're not blessed. You're blessed. You're blessed in all seasons of life. So, don't quit. Don't give up. Don't stop moving and living according to the Word of God. Now remember this. If you didn't have the potential 
for great things. We sang about greater things, right? If you didn't have the potential for the blessed life, the devil wouldn't be working on you so hard. (laughs) Think about that. Now look over there in Hebrews chapter 10 and uh, verse 35. This is the word of the Lord for us this morning. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has a great recompense of reward. In other words, when you live by faith, you will be rewarded. Because he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And you can't really be diligently seeking him unless you're walking by faith. Because without faith, it is impossible to please him. So don't quit. Don't cast away your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. Next verse. For you have need of endurance or patience that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. The promise. Now, endurance and patience and persistence and perseverance kind of fall in the same category. They have a little bit different definition to them. But endurance is more than just not quitting. What do you mean? I mean this. When a person with the blessed life functions and operates in endurance, that means that you and I aggressively and continually give ourselves to doing God's will. And we're believing for the strength and the grace, come on somebody, that he provides for us to make it. Amen? Now, you know over there in Galatians 6 verse 9, this is a great verse. And I want you to read it together. You know, it's always good to come to church and be a participator. I just love the fact that when all of you raised your hands today. I don't know whether you noticed it, but the atmosphere completely changes when we do that. It's powerful. Now notice this in verse uh, 9. Let's read together. Ready, read. And let us not lose heart and grow weary and faint in acting nobly and doing right. For in due time and at the appointed season, we shall reap. If we do not loosen, relax our courage and faint. Amen. And I got this word in my heart as I was preparing for a minister's conference many years ago. And I'm going to kind of adopt it according to the message today. And that is this, that the blessing on you will empower you to endure through the seasons of life. Part of the blessing upon you is being filled with the Holy Spirit. He said that you will be endued with power from on high. And so when you are endued with power from on high, you are blessed. And part of that blessing gives you the ability to endure the difficult seasons. In 2008, there was a young lady by the name of Heather Dornadin. She was a celebrated runner for the uh, Minnesota Gophers. And she was leading the pack in a 600-meter race at the Big Ten Indoor Track Championship. And there was about, oh, I think about 200 meters to go. And she was well favored to win. But 
the front of her foot clipped the heel of the runner that was just in front of her. And Heather just took a spill. I mean, she fell flat on her face. I'm sure that the people there in the uh, audience went, Oh, she's done for. She's not going to make it. But instead of throwing in the towel, this young woman jumped back onto her feet and began sprinting around the track, rapidly gaining speed. It was incredible. Dornadin managed to zip past all of her opponents, finally crossing the finish line in first place. We showed that clip years ago, and we were kind of looking around for it on Friday afternoon. I was too late. It's, it's hard to track me because sometimes my message changes on Friday and Saturday. But whatever the case may be. But here's what was the quote that Heather said. She said, that last 50 meters, I hit a gear that I never knew I had. <laughs> and you've got that gear. You've got that gear on the inside of you. Hallelujah. Now, sometimes in life, we're going to get spiked. We get kicked. We get elbowed. You may fall. But if you have the courage to get back up on your feet, His grace will enable you to make it to the finish line. Hallelujah. Don't quit. Don't quit. Peter Lowe said this. He said, The most common trait that I've found in all successful people is that they have conquered the temptation to give up. They've conquered the temptation. And we'll all be tempted. I've been tempted. You've been tempted. We don't want to talk about how many times we've been tempted. But you know what? We're still here. We're still breathing. We still got our Holy Ghost track shoes on. Amen. We're still running the race. And His grace is certainly sufficient for all of us. So, agree with God then. What do you mean agree with God? Agree with God when he said his blessing is upon his people. Believe that. Say that. Pronounce that. Decree that. Declare that over your life. I am blessed. I'm living the blessed life. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm empowered to endure. I am strong. I am rich. I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. Declare that. Come into agreement with what God said about you by believing it and saying it. Amen? Amen. Now, let's go over to Psalm 68. The 68th Psalm. Here's another life verse. Brenda's going to be preaching on life tonight. I can hardly wait. In Psalm 68, verse 19, it said, Blessed be the Lord. Can we just do that now? Bless you, Lord. Hallelujah. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Give glory to yourself in our lives. Blessed be the Lord, who every other year, if he's in a good mood, gives us a scrap under the table. Is that what the Bible says? No, that's not God. Uh-uh. Blessed be the Lord. Now notice this. Who daily. 
Think about it. He daily loads us with what? Notice he didn't say he daily loads us with curses. No. He daily loads us with benefits. Even the God of our deliverance, our success, our prosperity, our wholeness, our welfare, our healing, our peace of mind. Even the God of our salvation is loading us daily with benefits. Now, Young says it like this. Again, Young's literal translation says this. Day by day does he load us with good. Day by day. He's loading you with good. So what are these benefits? Well, these benefits come with your salvation package. These benefits that he's daily loading us with, that we are blessed with, living the blessed life, listen to this, are our rights and our privileges we have in Christ because of Christ in us. Hallelujah. Say with me, he's daily loading me with the benefits of salvation. Amen. You know, we could say it this way. You and I have the believer's advantage. And now that we're in the kingdom of God, we're living a privileged life. Oh, I I don't know if I like that term. No, you're living a privileged life. Somebody said, well, I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth. No, but you were born again into a rich inheritance as an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. See, I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth, but now I've got royal blood flowing through my veins. And when the blessing of God is in operation in your life, it established us living a permanent privileged life. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I think we ought to thank God for that. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Hallelujah. Now, here's the, here's the next part of this message. Are you still tracking with me? Here's the next part of this message. You and I have something to do with just how much of a blessed life we're going to live. It's available to us. But you and I can open the door to more. Open the door to more. To more what? To more of the blessed life. Anybody interested? Now we're going to look at a blessed man. This might seem a little foreign to you. So turn over to Luke chapter 5. And we're going to look at this in the New King James Version. And we'll read a few verses here. And uh, the text for this is going to be Luke 5 verses 1 through 9. And it says, it came to pass as the people pressed him to hear the word of God. They were hungry. He stood by the lake of Gennesaret. And looking over there, he he saw a couple ships. They were by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. So this is daytime, right? And they were out fishing at night. 
So these fishermen by trade were washing their nets, getting ready to go to the house, have some eggs, not bacon, of course, Jewish guys. Go to the house and get some sleep and get ready for the next night. And Jesus saw those ships. And then he said, well, he entered into the ship, which was Simon's or Peter's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now, Jesus didn't just take it over. He asked for Peter's help. He did not force himself. He did not demand himself upon it. He chose Peter to help him help the people. He chose Peter to help the master help the people. What was going to help them? The word. What's helping you right now? The spirit and the word. That's what's helping us. So he wasn't demanding. He said, Peter, you can be blessed if you'll help me help the people. And now understand this. His request was going to require something of Peter. What do you mean? His request was going to require Peter's time and resources. Everyone say time Time. and resources. Now notice verse 5. And read that with me. Verse 5. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. He got a directive from the master. It required a level of trust on Peter's part. It also contained a level of risk. What do you mean, a level of risk? Peter risked looking foolish fishing in the daytime among his peers. But oh, Peter's response was classic. So remedi shela Our response can be just as Peter's was. When we don't understand, when the Lord's asking us to sacrifice, when He's asking us for time, when He's asking us for resources, our response should be, nevertheless, at Thy word, I will let down the net. In other words, I am going to do what you've asked me to do. You suppose there's a blessing there? <laughs> Look at verse 6 and verse 7. Glory to God. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was what? This was a ship sinking, net breaking, blessing upon a blessed life. Now notice verse 7. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats. Come on, somebody. That they began to sink. Here's what I got. And we're not going to be able to get into all of it this morning. But there are ways 
there are keys for you and I to open the door to God's blessing in a greater way in our lives. And we see one right here. Peter's obedience opened the doors to the blessings of God on his life. Was not Peter a sower? But you know, he wasn't just a sower. He was a reaper. He could have said no. He could have shut the door. And a lot of God's people are doing that today. God's asking them to do something not difficult, not easy. But instead of being on the Father's agenda, they're on their own agenda. You know, God loves us so much, He'll let us do exactly what we want to do. But all the time, there is this flow of obedience that if you and I can get into and stay into, there'll be a continual flow of the blessings upon our lives. Amen. Somebody says, I want you to prove that from the Word. Okay, I'm glad you asked. There is mucho. I'm a, I'm a Spanish scholar. just want you to know. There is much in the Word of God on the subject of obedience. I'm calling everyone in this church obedient. Now notice this. This is a great verse. Job 36, verse 11. Job, the 36th chapter, the 11th verse. If they listen, Peter had to listen. How are you going to be able to get instruction if you're not listening? If they listen and obey God, they will be blessed with what? They will be blessed with prosperity throughout their lives. Come on, read that. Hallelujah. It's great to have long life, but it's even better to enjoy your life while you're living. Now notice this. If they listen and obey God, they will be blessed. With prosperity throughout their lives, all of their years. Man, that's good, isn't it? Do you want your years to be pleasant? Now, go over to Isaiah 1 and verse 19. Isaiah 1, 19. And I'm reading this from the King James Version. It says, If you be willing. You have to have a heart that's willing to obey. Amen? If you be willing and what? And obedient. You're going to eat something. You're going to eat the good of the land. That means you can eat the good of the land. You can wear the good of the land. You can live in the good of the land. You can enjoy your life. If you'll just align your life by hearing and doing what Jesus said to you. Now, Young's literal translation of this verse says this. If you are willing... And have hearkened. Notice that word hearkened. That word, first uh, few letters of the word hearkened is to hear. We must have an ear to hear. hear. 
Your ear to hear is in your heart. H-E-A-R-T. If we have an ear to hear and hearken with the disposition of obeying the good of the land, you're going to consume. Hallelujah. Amen. Say it with me. I'm going to consume the good of the land. Now think about Abraham. How many of you remember a guy by the name of Abraham? What did God tell Abraham? He said, Abraham, I want you to get out of your country. He heard that. And then as you go and as you leave, I'll show you where to go. Abraham left not knowing where he was going. That's what Hebrews 11, 8 said. It says, by faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for inheritance, obeyed. Everyone see he obeyed. obeyed. And he went out not knowing whither he went. God said, get out, go out. I'll show you where to go. And by the way, Abraham, I am going to bless you beyond your comprehension. And in blessing you, I will make you a blessing so that you will be able to dispense good to others. The blessing came to Abraham because he obeyed. If he would have stayed, he would not have been blessed. You see that? So this is, a, this is big with God. Whatever he tells us to do, let's do it. Somebody says, well, it's, it seems so small and so insignificant. Have you ever thought that God may just be testing your obedience? When he tells you, I want you to bring $5 to church and I want you to give it to this brother over here. That's obedience. And if you can trust us in the little things, that makes us candidates to be trusted for greater things. For greater blessings. Oh, somebody say amen. I want to give you a quote that Mother Teresa said, and I'll be right back with this thought. Stand by. Stand by your pastor. Say this with me. The blessed life is God's favor on my life. Is God's provision flowing through my life and it's God's will being done in my life. Here's what Mother Teresa, she said. She said this, a life not lived for others is not a life. That's the greater blessing. Hallelujah. And so we see Abraham obeyed God and he was a recipient of the blessing. But we would be unwise if we didn't put the master himself in this same category. In Philippians 2, verse 8, Philippians, the second chapter, verse 8 says, And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became what? Was it the will of God for him to give his life as a ransom for all? Could he have backed down? And could he have backed out? He absolutely could have, but thank God he didn't. 
he became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. He went into the bowels of the earth for three days and three nights, but thank God he didn't stay there. Why? Because you can't keep a good man and you can't keep a God man down. And as a result of his obedience, he was exalted. He was lifted. Next verse. Wherefore God has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above. Hallelujah. Every name. His obedience exalted him. But now listen, his obedience not only exalted him and lifted him, but his obedience exalted and lifted you. Because he raised us up from the dead and made us, hallelujah, sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Far above (laughs) all principality. How does this translate to today? If you will humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Yes, Lord. I'm your son. I'm your daughter to command. If you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, he'll exalt you. And all I'm saying today is part of his exaltation in your life is blessing. Hallelujah. In closing. Romans 5, verse 19. His obedience paved, listen to this, his, the master's obedience paved the way for us to be blessed with the gift of righteousness. Hallelujah. Let's read verse, is it verse 19 together? Ready, read. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, Is the gift of righteousness a blessing? But that gift is a gift that keeps on giving. Because the more aware of you, you are that you are in right standing with God, the more joy you will have, the more peace you will have, and the more ability you will be have, not only to stand in the presence of God without sin's inferiority or guilt, but to stand in the presence of your enemies and take the name above every name and put him on the run. Amen? That's what the Holy Ghost is saying. Well, did you get anything out of this this morning? Let's raise our hands right now. Father, we thank you for the blessed life. We thank you for the blessed life. I'm going to ask the musicians to come back. If you kindly would, we are going to receive this morning's tithes and offerings here in just a moment. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Raise your right hand toward the Lord or both hands and say, Father, I thank you that I'm living with your favor on my life and your provision flowing through my life. And your plan and your will being done in my life. In the name of Jesus, I am blessed. I am so blessed that the blessed people, they're calling me blessed. Amen. Amen. So that's our first installment of the blessed life. You pray with me. 
I believe the Holy Spirit's got some great things in store for us in these weeks ahead. There's so much more. Amen. So, Father, we thank you right now. We've ministered to you with our worship. We've ministered to you in the Word of God, and you've ministered to us. And now, Lord, we just take time to minister to you with our tithes and with our offerings. We love you, Lord, and we thank you that your hand is upon us. And I know that it takes obedience to tithe. I know that it takes obedience to sow. But, oh, you said in your word that as we do, that you would open, (laughs) open, open, open the windows of heaven and pour out such blessings upon us that we would hardly have enough room to receive. Father, I am sending myself in agreement with your people today that they are blessed in Jesus' name. I speak over them today as they bring their tithes and their offerings. I speak over your life. Be increased. Become greater. Become stronger. Come up higher and advance further. We bless you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We call you blessed, healed, strong, and doers of the word of God. Father, you said in your word in Hebrews 7, 8, And here men that die receive receive tithes. But there it is written, hallelujah, that he receiveth them of whom it is witness that he liveth. We thank you that you are unlimited source of supply. Because of your great faithfulness, we declare we never run out. We don't run out corporately. We don't run out individually. We declare that we always have plenty, abundance in every area, and more than, more than enough to give into every good work as you direct us. Thank you for increasing us more and more, us and our family. Thank you for blessing us and making us a large, huge blessing to your glory in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen.